Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Kevin Hur is on the other side of the glass. He's our fabulous producer, and our guest today is John Shipman, uh, U.S. Armed Forces veteran, uh, businessman, still active. Do you still do some business consulting? We see your name pop up and some A little various... bit, yeah. Okay, so you still do that. Move one inch closer to that mic if you can. So, okay. Welcome aboard. Good comment. Common sense conservative? Would you say you're a libertarian more than just a normal Republican? No, I don't. I don't. I am libertarian in some views. Uh, I I think that uh, maybe uh, there's a little misconception about my position on on abortion because I personally oppose abortion, and uh, but uh, you know regulating things. Uh, some things shouldn't be regulated. Uh, conscience things need to be conscience things, and and uh, I, I, you know, so I'm I'm sort of a I'm not a I'm not a an abortion a, uh, you know activist activist, and, and nor am I a, a someone that says we should completely ban it. Um, I, I'm sort of in the middle there. Do you have any advice on uh, the Preakness? <laughs> well, you said he was an advisor. Yes, I was looking yes, for oh, some yes. advice. Don't bet on the Kentucky Derby winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good advice, actually. Well, yeah, sound advice. So, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, <clears throat> honestly, I, I think your voice, particularly when it comes to abortion, is sort of where the country stands. You know, nobody, well, you know, probably uh, a quarter of the country wants abortion to be 100% banned no matter what, under any circumstances, period. No questions asked, no pills, no nothing. And then uh, probably a quarter of the country says no regulation would be appropriate. You know, it's completely nobody's business at all whatsoever. And uh, my view is that half the country's in the middle, you know, some curbs, some time limits, uh, some exceptions, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Poll after poll shows that somewhere between 60 and 72 percent believe that there should be some restrictions, uh, and uh, so you're right. You got that 25% on both ends that are just hard on that subject, and then you've got a large swath in the middle, probably uh, 30% of the people that say, well, you know, uh, I, I, it shouldn't be totally banned, but my goodness, we shouldn't be uh, partial birth abortions wrong. So uh, I think that there's uh, a majority of Americans. You know, we live in a republic. Um, if we voted on the issue, if we if we said, okay, we're going to have a national referendum on abortion, that's where it would come down. Mm-hmm. The national abortion on be a, legal a, with a, men, yeah, the national vote uh, on on abortion would come down somewhere around. Okay, uh, let's make it safe and rare, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is where the republic, the Democrats were thirty years ago. Uh, and uh, uh, let's have some limits. Let's say 
15 weeks when the heart's beating and, and oh, everything else is there, something like early. that. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a 60-some percent, 62 percent, I think, believe 15 weeks. So that's a, that's a majority. Well, and the morning after pill is another thing that's talked about. It's literally what the name describes. It prevents a woman from getting pregnant the morning after that she's had sex. And so um, a lot of people say, well, that's a satisfactory outcome. It, it prevents uh, even the DNA forming that is generated when a uh, egg is fertilized. So, you know, so do you want to ban that? You know, you're really not preventing or you're really not aborting a child. You're preventing a pregnancy. Well, the latest pill... Uh, which has just been developed and will be marketed, I'm sure, very shortly. Uh, if a woman is anticipating having sex, she takes it before that, and it prevents her from even even having the 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 uh, the, you know, the egg fertilized. Okay. And I don't know how it does that, but uh, uh, so I think that I think that probably. Most people wouldn't have a problem with that. Right. If, if it's a safe pill. <laughs> Taking pills yeah, that right. really, really wreak havoc within a woman's reproductive system is, boy, I hope they test and test and retest. You know, how many pills have, how many pills or shots have you experienced in your lifetime where, uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 years later, we said, whoa, 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 you know, that's, this one's not ideal. Well, and I think that's the concern with the current uh, COVID shots. Um, not that they're not, you know, you might have a little reaction today. The concern is, what's this going to do? You know, you get to somebody my age, nah, it's not so important. You get somebody that's 35 years old uh, or th- or 28 years old and still maybe anticipating children. and Or five. Or five. We're vaccinating kids. Yeah. And what happens 30 years from now with that? And I think all those questions are unanswered. Uh, so uh, we hope for the best. Yeah, I appreciate the, <clears throat> the uh, conundrum a mother would have. You know, you want your kid to be safe. You want your kids vaccinated if this vaccine is 100% safe and it's good to go and, and you have to do the research. But then, you know, next thing you know, somebody sends you a tweet or something that says, you know, it's the worst thing that ever existed in science. All right. Well, we got one call coming and another one. We started out uh, just kind of introducing uh, John's uh, viewpoints. He's kind of like a hands-off Republican when it comes to moral decisions. You had, you've said a couple times you can't legislate morality, and he volunteered the fact that that's where abortion led to some uh, some misunderstandings, perhaps, because we <laughs> we tried to do our whole abortion discussion at three minutes before the end of the hour one right. time, and that <laughs> didn't work out. All that did was prompt six emails for Monday morning, none of which you were around to answer. So, yeah, that's the longer answer there. But I honestly think, you know, this idea of letting individuals make their own moral decisions. I think gambling is the same way. You know, Joe says, uh, Joe McGranahan says, you know, gambling is not a great way to fund a government, but people should be allowed to gamble if they so choose. You know, I I don't like gambling personally, but I know some people do. I agree. I don't like gambling personally. I, I believe that gambling brings a lot of problems. Uh, if you look at uh, at places that have uh, uh, casinos and so forth, uh, Atlantic City uh, you know, had some real problems after the the, the big gambling surge down there. Uh, if you left that that few blocks right along the waterfront and you went back two blocks, you were in dangerous territory. And uh, so, it uh, uh, gambling brings problems. But on the other hand, uh, people are going to do it, right? And that's it's yeah. Is that their choice? If if I want to place a bet on the Preakness, of course, I would do that on the internet these days. 
Is that the end of the world? No, I don't think that's a good use of my personal earned dollars. That's almost like a religious moral thing. You know, if I've hard-earned the money, how do I want to spend it? Well, that's up to me. I don't think that's a good use of it. But other people love it. You know, they have a little extra money, and they say, okay, well, 10 bucks on this or that is okay. I'm amazed. I, I go into the to the quick mark to, to get gas, and I go in to pay for, pay for the gas, and, and uh, uh, there's people... Buying lottery tickets, mm-hmm. and I say, I think to myself, you know, your chances of winning those. T- it's like, <laughs> do you understand that it's you're like probably uh, even on the best, you're like um, forty million or fifty million to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your chances of winning something? <laughs> well, that's a million dollars, but you can get a free <clears throat> ticket. Like one in four people get a free ticket. So. Let, let me jump in and, and throw this thought out. It, it's not necessarily. The winning part. The, I mean, the winning's fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's an entertainment thing. It's fun. Well, it's I like mean, playing poker. Well, yeah, I, I was. Don't win it's money. like it's like playing cards. It's like going to a movie. It's really nothing different than going to a movie. The only difference is you have a chance of getting more money out than you put in to go to the movie. You know, it's an entertainment thing. Well, that's true. The problem is that some people get addicted. And, uh, absolutely you know, right. Uh, and I, I have to, you know, it, it, it's I don't have a I don't have a gambling problem. I have a money problem. You know? No, I have, I have a losing problem. That's what the problem is. Which yeah. reminds me, excuse me, I have to take a minute and place a bet. Hold on. On your preakness, <laughs> just selection. All right. Yeah, Kevin said he lost ten bucks on the on the derby. He's a little irritated. Well, plus he could have made like hundreds of thousands of dollars. If well, he, eighty-one to eighty-one to one right. is pretty high odds. He had no more. All right. the wrong long shot. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We're having a reasonable, calm, uh, normal discussion here about people's freedoms and morality. And uh, we touched on gambling and abortion. But we just had an election. Maybe you'd like to comment about this close election. Mail-in balloting is going satisfactorily. The Department of State says there aren't really any glitches in Pennsylvania, minus some mislabeled ballots in Lancaster County, and they went in and hand-marked new ballots with the correct uh, number that the computer would look at, so they took care of that. Uh, but uh, three days later, we still have, what, 30-some thousand votes to count? Yep. So Now, these are votes that are in, to be clear. They're not waiting for these ballots to come in the mail. All the ballots had to be in on Election Day, and that did happen. Uh, well, I mean, it didn't happen to some ballots. It came in late, but they don't get counted, period. But uh, they're all in. They're all in safekeeping, but they have yet to be tabulated. So that's what we're doing. And David McCormick is slowly catching up. Lawrence's worthless view is that he's not catching up fast enough to undo what's happening. But that's just uh, my my prediction. All right. Al from Northumberland, thank you so much for waiting while we kind of set the show in motion. Uh, you're now on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. This is a republic, and we do run on morals, and it's immoral to murder somebody. And we don't have to go to the polls to vote if more, you know, if we want murder to be against the law or not against the law. So um, even if we would go vote if we wanted abortion to be okay or not, uh, I, I don't think it's up for a vote. I really don't think it's up for a vote. I mean, but Oklahoma just passed uh, theirs, uh, 
abortion restrictions and now only in saving the mother um, rape or incest and I could almost go along with that but it would have to be like the day after you know what day you got raped you know what day somebody in your family you had in you know had it um, you know what I mean okay had, but yeah. this idea Maybe the that... day after but it's a, it's a morality thing and and I don't think it's up for a vote. Well, I, I I know what I hear what you're saying, and I think if you have a child that's viable and you know thirty, forty, fifty weeks into pregnancy, I certainly think you could sustain a discussion about is that a homicide to take that child's life. But you're talking about a zygote that's got two or three or five or six hundred cells, and you know may have its own DNA, but that's not murder. That the fact that it's murder is a, well in my is book, a belief. In my book it right, is. right. That's a firmly I mean, held belief. But I have a lot of firmly held beliefs too. I don't impose on you. I'm one of my firmly held beliefs is that you have to attend a Lutheran church and have macaroni and cheese and a big lunch afterward. But guess what? Well, that's, that's all well and good, but, uh, you know, you got a law that um, says if you kill a woman that's pregnant, you're going to get charged with two murders. Now, which one is it? Well, I, I mean, think, they contradict themselves. <clears throat> I think you make a good point. That's a contradiction. I, I, Al, I think you make a good point. Um, and, and there is real... Um, there is real heartfelt opposition based on things like that. Uh, you are correct. If you if you have an automobile accident and and you hit a car and the woman dies and her child her unborn child dies, you will be charged with two counts of murder. So our 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 national. We're not together nationally on on these things, um, and uh, the problem is that uh, that we're becoming more and more polarized. Uh, but morally, I'm I'm opposed to abortion. I think abortion is wrong. Um, I think that there are you know there are methods of contraception uh, that uh, that uh, married couples or, or couples can uh, uh, use that prevents a woman from getting pregnant. I don't have any problem with that. I, I agree with you. I, I am opposed to abortion. There's surgeries too. I mean, that if you're in danger of uh, having you know. Uh, uh, a pregnancy you don't want and you never want a child go ahead and get your vasectomy Mm -hmm. go ahead and you know take care of it right from the beginning but like I said it's just a contradiction of terms and I think it would be a better off world that if we all did like Jesus and love each other and and never and I think life starts at conception and till natural death and we go through that every Sunday at church at least one time you know we pray from the for us and our fellow parishioners to be with us from the time of conception to the time of natural death right. and that's that's where you know a lot of people are coming from and and to hear them really fight for it it's like how can you fight to to want this at, at such a long term, like that Virginia governor. I mean, uh, you're going to lay it on the table, and then you're going to talk about it and decide if you want to take care of this baby, or you just want to let it lay there and die. I mean, it, it, it's getting to the point where how do, you, how do you have a discussion with anybody like that? Well, that seems extreme. So, all right, we got but you, that, That's the way it went, you know, right. for a, a governor of a state no to say that. 
All right, we got you, Al. Thank you so much for calling right, in. Thank you. Yep, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Our general topic is morality and imposing our closely held beliefs and faith on other people. Is that a good idea? Can we do that? One of our good listeners says, "Of course, morality can be legislated. Murder and rape is immoral, and both are illegal." says our listener. All right, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. we got a caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, he can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch. Heartaches are going to the inside. My tears are holding back. They're trying not to fall. My heart's out of the running. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. That 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 song was me uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's still as I'm watching down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> as they used to say, in the 60s, he's still a little Tears. sore about that. Yes, Tears. Yeah. He's still sore. You All know, right. the, the amazing thing is the the one, the first and second favorites came in second and third. You know, so if they weren't that far off. This horse just came from nowhere. Thank you for <laughs> letting me relive that, John. I appreciate that. That's that's yeah, quite turning, nice of you. Turning it into a full blown flashbacks. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim, thank you for waiting patiently. We appreciate that. You're on the mark. <clears throat> Good morning. I'm not a gambler, and uh, I, I don't care if you do, but uh, I, I think it's interesting that so many uh, that uh, whichever one of you said it was entertainment, that, that's a valid point. But um, I, I'm just wondering, what would you guys do for a contact for? <laughs> What do you mean? Would we? Okay. Well, let me let me ask another question. What would you do for ninety five thousand um, dollars? The um, the reason I'm calling today is uh, I haven't been able to verify with the election bureau, but Joanne Sturr told me that Mr. Tanny ran a quiet write in campaign as a Democrat and will be on the ballot in the fall as a Democrat. He must really want that ninety-five thousand four hundred and some dollars. Did he decide uh, that he's going to? I mean, he well, to, he, you don't do a campaign and then decide that. I, I can't imagine that he won't do it. Oh, contraire! Do you? <laughs> do you uh, Lots of people you, run for office and decline. Lots of people do write-ins and don't, and then don't uh, take office. I mean, well, he, I guess we'll find out. But right. uh, to me, uh, it's like how many times do we have to beat this guy? Ugh. Uh, when I heard that, it made my head one explode because it's like you know, I as well. That's the other thing with uh, Al's comment. Real men 
don't force themselves on women. Real men do things that are right. Real men take care of their women. They make sure they drive a good car. They live in a nice house, and and they 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 are real men. They do they you know they're not silly boys or they don't uh, dis- disrespect or disregard their women. They they hold them dear, and uh, I think that's one of the big problems. But <clears throat> I would not. I uh, I will bet you a. Uh, a pizza from someplace in Sunbury that he does accept this and run as a Democrat in fall because he was a Democrat until 2019. Well, Bob Belfonte held the office for decades and he was a Democrat. So we know right. that the voters in what was uh, well probably only half of the footprint still matches the footprint of the 107th that Bob Belfonte had. But uh, we know Democrats are capable of voting for. I- is the district Republican? Well, there's nine, almost 10,000 Republicans in Schuylkill and almost 10,000, or almost 18,000 in Northumberland. <clears throat> but the bottom line is uh, each district is designed to be 64,000 people. And this district, just like the 123rd, is 2% over and has 65,000 people. Now, I don't know if that's 65,000 voters or I haven't, I didn't. Uh, it just struck me that I need to find no, that it's out. Pe- it's, people. It's, it's based on population, not party uh, registration. I think North right. Northern so then, sixty-five thousand people. How many of them are children? I'm not sure. But uh, um, we it just, I, I, you know, if I, if I, well, I'll be honest. With you, I did run, and I got beat in the uh, for committee men, and that's the end of it. I'm, I lost. <laughs> well, I move on. You know. Not everybody so, looks at it that way. That's why no, they called it. No, evidently America. not. You guys have a good day. Hey, thank you so much, We'll, we'll yep, find keep, more. Keep calling. We Bye. appreciate it. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Probably Jason will be the last caller this hour, but uh, we'll have our open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. Jason, go right ahead. Uh, good morning. I just have a question. You, you made a comment earlier that you don't think we should legislate moral decisions. And my question is, how do you decide what is a moral decision? If I come into the radio studio there and shoot you, that's murder, and that's uh, there's a law that says that's not allowed. So, yeah. Well, how I do you think decide what is a moral decision. <clears throat> I think what you're asking is, what's the difference between legally? Uh, wrong and morally wrong, and in case of murder, it's both morally wrong and legally wrong, uh, because there are laws against it. Uh, the debate over abortion is that many of us believe it's morally wrong, uh, but it, at this point, at least in the United States, it's not legally wrong, and uh, so that's the dilemma, and that's the and that's the argument. Well, and morals are on a scale. You know, it's not every. You can't say one thing is necessarily immoral. Moral, no matter what, end of story. And and at the other end, you know, it's it's totally moral, no matter what happens. I mean, look at war. You you and I aren't allowed to shoot people here or anywhere else. Okay, that would be, and you certainly is illegal, and you would be considered immoral. But under circumstances, war is uh, the the morality changes. Then it's okay if an enemy is heinous and killing other people and and you know worthy of destruction. Then it's okay. 
you know, so um, e- even for murder or what, what did somebody else say, rape? Well, I guess there's no legitimate reason for rape, but murder on, can be on a morality scale depending upon the circumstances. Is it immoral to put somebody to death via the electric chair or, or injection? Uh, I say no, but that's just my firmly held belief. But obviously the state has a different view on this. And I think that that's the argument uh, in in the in many things. You know, uh, what degree? Uh, you know, uh, and um, legally, we uh, legally means a law. A law has been passed, and so it's it's not legal. It's illegal to drive faster than thirty five miles an hour on Front Street in Sunbury. Oh, that's the law. Okay. Now, morally, uh, I should obey the law. Okay, so morally uh, and legally, I shouldn't drive faster than thirty-five mile an hour on, on Front Street. But guess what? Well, I have. <laughs> so you know, uh, so you know, to point fingers at other people and say, "Well, you know, you're, this is bad and this is good," and I'm making a moral judgment, and my moral judgments definitely apply to myself, and I and to those people, I can convince that they're right, uh, but. But someone who disagrees with me may have a different moral perspective. Well, Front Street's one of the streets where the speed limit's too low. Let's get that out of the okay, way. Thank you. So <laughs> now you know. Uh, Jason, you get the last word. Go right ahead. Well, I just wonder, yeah, like if, if, if from what I hear you saying, it's not like there are no absolutes. It's just everything can change. If it's legal or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, if we make something legal, then it's, then it's okay. Uh, and I, I, to me, that's that's scary territory if if there aren't absolutes that are right or wrong. I think we agree with that. Right. Well, and I think killing somebody else, we all agree it's wrong. You know, we, we can justify it, I guess, for another but term. they aren't born yet. Um, well, you know, that's 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 a belief. That's a moral, moral belief. So, all right, to be continued. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. Yep, thanks for calling in. We'll take more comers during the 9 a.m. hour on these and other topics. We haven't mentioned Doug Mastriano or Mamet Oz or David McCormick, which means uh, we're probably behind schedule in the minds of some of our audience, ready to hear the latest there. We will have news headlines coming up. John Shipman is with us, and we're glad to say that uh, we're having a good discussion. This is WKOK Sunday. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, we're having vibrant discussions on the air and off the air as well. So we invite you to participate in the on-air version. We got a uh, new text, so we'll talk about that. We've been talking about morals and values and ethics and abortion and gambling and uh, how much should you impose your, your high moral standards on other people. Is that right? Can you legislate that? So we've talked a little bit about 
about that. We're going to talk about the election, Doug Mastriano and John Fetterman and uh, Mamet Oz and David McCormick. Uh, their name's going to come up this hour, so we can discuss that. We are trying to procure somebody from CBS News to talk about the fact that there is, uh, of course, this very careful counting of votes in Pennsylvania. So we're waiting to hear back from CBS as to whether we'll get uh, a chance to talk to one of their experts. But we would like to talk to the Central Susquehanna Valley experts. That would be you. We had a couple of good calls first hour. We'll take more good calls this hour. We'll take some bad calls, too, I guess I should say. That would be the natural corollary. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I'm going to read Tom's email real quick here, and then uh, we'll do, I'll, I'll open officially open this half of the show. We talked a little bit about uh, President uh, Trump's endorsements uh, off mic, but we can put that on air now. And our, one of our listeners says, speaking of Kentucky Derby, Rich Strike, the winner of the Derby, was invited to Mar-a-Lago. He declined, saying if he wanted to see a horse's behind, he would have finished second. <laughs> so Tom doesn't like <laughs> President Trump too much. So Tom, tell us how you really feel. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Tom did not say horses behind in the email either. I'll Actually, say. I wish he would have finished third. Oh well, that's we enough. That. Gary Livin. I think Joe or uh, Kevin is reliving it. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the open line. You can, if you think we can legislate morality, just having something or illegal doesn't necessarily make it immoral. So having uh, gambling big time in Pennsylvania on tens of thousands of dollars uh, may be illegal in Pennsylvania, but we know there certainly are some high-stakes players who like to do that. So 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. You can email us at onthemarket.com. You can text us at 70236 and include the keyword OTM. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. I haven't driven a Sunbury Motor Company truck. I'm in the red one again now. It's uh, called Rapid Red, but boy, when you shine this up, there was, there was about, um, I'd say about 30 hours this week when it wasn't raining, and um, got it shined up, and boy, did that look nice. It, it just sheens, and when, then when the sun hits it, it kind of has a glow to it, so there's that one. I was in the uh, platinum, that sort of platinum gray, that's not the exact name for it, the slate gray one, that when the sun hits it, it, it turns like almost a light shade of blue. Fantastic vehicles, but these are coming from the Sunbury Motor Company, they're F-150 50s. They got a, one of the Broncos down there that already has the 30-inch tires on it. Uh, they had a Ranger down there uh, for a short time this week, but then that uh, sold. It was one of those uh, good grayish color. Do you remember what the co- name of that gray color is? I don't. Uh, mine's charcoal, uh, but uh, it's not coal car charcoal, but it's... Right. Yeah, they, it's yeah, they have to have fancy names for everything. Ebony, they can't just ebony be. gray or something, yeah, right. something yeah. along that, that name. But uh, Yeah, they had a Maverick in the building to show off earlier this year too. So that's the smaller truck. That's the small truck you and I probably started driving by Ford. Yeah, I, I, had a, I started out. Actually, I had a, the, the small Bronco, Bronco 2. Oh, time. back in the day. Okay, yeah. good for you. Okay. If you'd have kept that. Do you ever, do you ever say that about the vehicles you've had? If yes. I'd have kept that. <laughs> More than once. Right. That'd be worth something. Well, I'll tell you what. The vehicles at the Sunbury Motor Company are worth something. They do have pre-owned vehicles that are worth something, but not as much as they're charging you. And they also have brand new vehicles. They, I would say there's a dozen brand-new vehicles on the lot. That's just an estimation. Some of them are F-150s. they got some of the smaller vehicles there, too. But they got allotments. What's that mean? When you're ready 
to order a vehicle, and I'm not going to name any names, but you can't go to other car dealers around here and say, order me up a car that has this and that and a truck that has this and that and the tow package or an eight-foot bed. You can't place orders at the other car companies around here, but you can at Sunbury Motor Company. They got Chits waiting in line, C-H-I-T. That's a little credit slip waiting in line at the factory in Dearborn. <laughs> and when they pick it up and it says Sunbury Motor Company, it says Mark Lawrence, it says uh, here's that Ford F-150 Lightning for Joe, and they build it to spec, and then you get it. Uh, it is months wait for that Chit to come up in line, but you're ordering a vehicle which you can't do elsewhere, but you can at Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. That's the new normal, I guess, is waiting for the vehicle you want unless you want to buy it off the truck. As they back it off the truck, you say, I'll take that one. All right, brief news headlines here. Sunbury police tell us today they are still looking for the individual responsible for a shooting yesterday at the Penn Jersey Mart on 4th Street. Kareem Jakes of Sunbury was killed. Ajani Aruru is still missing, and police say may be headed to the Pittsburgh area. He's armed and dangerous. We have lots more about this at WKOK.com. Military Appreciation Month is underway. We talked to Scott Fabrizio. He's one of the alternate board members of the Freedom Fighters Outdoors Organization. What does he tell us about that particular group? We're a, a national 501c3 group. Uh, we take veterans, combat-injured veterans, on all-expense-paid outdoor adventures. Like you said, hunting, fishing, uh, some sporting events, concerts. We have an event coming up uh, in September. We're looking at doing some trap shooting coming up as well. And March uh, Gapview Hunting Preserve, we'll admit that. And the Penn's Tavern function is September 19th to raise funds for Freedom Fighters Outdoors. That's in honor of the late Neil Mertz of Mertz Rod and Gun. And uh, that is coming up September 19th. So save the date, as they say. Still too close to call about 1,100 votes to separate Mamet Oz and David McCormick in the race where 1.3 million ballots were cast, 38,000 mail-in, and 8,700 absentee ballots have yet to be counted just on the Republican side. And, of course, we're probably months away from full resolution in this full and definitive resolution. Uh, but uh, no really sizable glitches, and fortunately no fraud uh, has taken place. Uh, there have been a couple reports that say President Trump has encouraged Dr. Oz to claim victory, but Dr. Oz has uh, taken the taken the high road and has declined to do that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, McCormick adds to the margin. Uh, well, I guess he takes away from the margin a little bit every day. But Lawrence's worthless view is that it's too little, too late each day. But we can't tell. So to be continued. Uh, the folks who ran for governor spoke yesterday. State Senator Doug Mastriano outdistanced six candidates to take the Republican nomination. In his acceptance speech, Mastriano wasted no time in attacking Democrats and the media. Actually, their party, which the media stands for and advocates for, they've gone extreme. They're the ones that sent the, the uh, sick back in the homes, their policies, Democrat policies, and killed so many. Mastriano, who has continually challenged the results of the 2020 election, did not dispute his own and took a populist stance. Meanwhile, former Congressman Lou Barletta, who finished second, expressed disappointment. Party leaders, elected officials, conservative organizations failed to take steps to uh, prevent such a large field from forming. Mastriano, who still faces a subpoena from the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol, will face State Attorney General Josh Shapiro, the Democratic nominee. Tory Gates, News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, uh, one other item from the news. We saw this on Fox News last night. There's one state in America that's already getting ready for $10 per gallon 
gasoline, and it's not California. There's word from Washington State. They started the process. It's a statewide process of reprogramming pumps. The Weights and Measures Bureau there participated in making sure that all the electronic pumps that exist in the state are ready to accommodate four-digit prices if necessary. And uh, J.P. Morgan yesterday said gasoline will be above $6 a gallon gallon nationwide. Wait, 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 wait. Go back a few sentences. Which part? Four digits? Right, four digits. That's two digits before the dot? <laughs> four digits. Well, they're saying four digit prices, not tenths of a penny, if that's what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, so you're talking $10 a gallon? Yep. <laughs> Yes, that's what they did. They're just reprogramming the pumps, Kevin. It's not a certainty, but if it were to happen, they don't want to run out to the pumps in on. Yeah, the I heard the same thing back in 1999 with computers. Okay. Okay. We I'm were just, worried about that extra digit, the extra two digits at the end of the at the beginning of the year. I'm just reading the story, Kevin. Do not blow a gasket. Ten dollars a like, gallon. Well, what's wrong with you? Should be just as upset. It will be six dollars a gallon, according to several predictions. A J.P.M. Morgan analyst was the first people to say it, which. Of course, is irritating Wall Street to no end. Do you follow the markets? Oh yeah, I follow the markets every day. Uh, you know, the markets are in turmoil. Uh, the stock market's down. The bond market is down. The commodities market is crazy. Uh, we we had the same situation in 1981, and uh, of course, we know where that went. Uh, the Fed uh, under Ben Bernanke ended up uh, it, with interest rates at 18 percent in order to uh, tame inflation at that point. So I hope it doesn't get to that uh, point this time. But uh, I can very easily see the possibility of 7 or $8 a gallon of gas. Uh, there are uh, 40% of the stations in western Oregon are either out of gas or almost out of gas. Uh, and uh, uh, so, I, I, you know, it's spotty at this point, but it, it could be a national problem. I can remember lining up in long lines to, to try to get gas back in the 70s. So, so i got to remember if my license plate ends in an odd or even number again. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and if you have a personalized plate, what would they go? <laughs> Every other vowel or something? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> Ten dollars. Right. Well, it's just they're just programming the machines. No, because if you program the machines, that means you can do it. You've do you gr- understand? You've green lighted it. Right, exactly. If you <laughs> don't, don't in- program the machines, <laughs> you can't do it. The oil companies are like kids. Don't <laughs> encourage them. Right. <laughs> It's like like saying, I don't want you to have the ice cream. Here, here's an ice cream, but don't eat it. Uh, yeah, that's not how the oil companies oh, work. Geez. Now I'm going to have to gamble more. All right. Well, on that topic, one of our good listeners says the bottom line is don't gamble if you can't afford to lose it. Agreed. So, yeah, that's sound advice. Another listener says, good morning, gentlemen. Listen to your CBS News. I was formed as of June 1st. My gas home heating will go up 7% and then another percent in December. I just wanted to say thanks, Joe Biden. I'm on a limited income, and I'm going to have to drop something to keep warm. Yeah, I think for a while when gas prices went up, people said, oh, my gosh, we're paying more, but I'm not going to drop anything. I'm not going to change my nature. I'm going to still go here. If I if I have to run up to Bloomsburg for my favorite ice cream you know, from Sunbury, I'll still do that. But I think you're going to see folks consolidating trips and skipping trips now. 25% of Americans have already adjusted other things to compensate for the increase in 
energy prices. 25%. 25%. And those are the people that can least afford it. Uh, the problem is that, you know, the people that want high gas prices are the billionaires and millionaires. They don't care. They can pay $10 a gallon. You and I st- will struggle to pay $10 a gallon. 40% of the American public cannot afford to pay $0.10 cents a, $10 a gallon. So uh, it, 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 it will have a major impact. And so if they have to cut other, where are they going to cut? Well, they're going to cut. They're not going to buy new clothes. They're they're not going to buy, uh, you know, uh, as much food. Uh, Walmart and uh, Target both reported this week an increase in sales and a major decrease in profits. So there goes the theory so of all, the greedy, some of the all the greedy corporations. Okay. Well, they're paying more for their personnel as <laughs> a factor there for personnel, for transportation costs, for wholesale. Wholesale inflation last month was 11.2%. That's how much the, the, the people who make things and sell things, that's how much their prices went up. So it's going to show up again in May in the retail. So we're not anywhere near taming this uh, this inflation beast. One of our good Democrats sent us a note saying that the horse that won the derby didn't want to go to Mar-a-Lago because the horse didn't want to see a horse's blank. Well, one of our local Republicans says, Tom... That's a fact check, that false meme that was going around about the Derby winner going to the White House. Biden is a horse's posterior, says our good listener. Uh, Dan, thanks for waiting. We had a good discussion about morality in the first part of the show. We're talking about gas prices now, but it is an open phones Friday. Go right ahead. I'm going back to the original on morality, but you know... uh, you would listen to people, you would think there was no absolute standard for morality. Well, I'm looking at a book laying here on my coffee table that's the book of absolutes. It's the only book of absolutes that we have in the whole universe. And we look to that book, we know what's absolutely right and what's absolutely wrong. And it's not, if I talk about abortion, it's not me imposing my morality on you. It's what the book says, the Holy Bible. That's where we get information like Al called earlier. It's not me imposing. I get my absolutes from Scripture, not from what I feel or what I think. If we went by that, we'd be in really big trouble. There's groups that think it's all right to eat another human. Would you like to live by that standard of morality? No, but don't you read about not eating pork in the Bible? Is that okay, though, for today? It's okay for today. It was only put on the Jewish people as one of their standards back in that time on uh, Judaism, but that was the religion. We don't go by that anymore. That, you know, we don't kill witches either anymore. But that was only under Judaism, which was a small fragment of society back in them days. That was their their standard we can learn from that but 
we get our absolute truth from Scripture, and that you talk about life, yeah? Life begins at conception, but it's life only begets life. Once life was started in the beginning, it kept on promulgating life. When that egg is alive in the cell and the I mean in the womb and also the sperm is alive they're alive to start with and as long as that's alive it it begets life until unless it self aborts on its own if something goes wrong then uh, it's gone dead but as long if you interfere with that you're taking a life which is why legislators did legislate murder if if a lady's killed if that's pregnant in a car by homicide that perpetrator can be charged with two murders and that's absolutely right all right we got you dan thank you so much for calling in thank you sir you bet you guys have a good one and have a good one Good talk today, and guys, have a great weekend. All right, you too, buddy. Thank, Thank you. you for calling in. we got callers lined up. i got all the phones lit up, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on WKOK's Open Phones Friday on On The Mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to hold them. Know when to walk away. I don't count how much I've lost while I'm still sitting at the table. I never have to count how much I lost because I never gamble. You never so. do it. Well, I go to a hunting cabin and poker's part of the shtick, but it's a pastime. It's, you yeah. know, if, if it's it turns out, right, it's for quarters and dimes, and if somebody throws a $5 bill in there, boy, they're serious. <laughs> their forehead's all squished together. You stay out of their way and give, give them your quarters. <laughs> all right, uh, Mike, thank you for waiting through the break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yeah, hey, good morning. I wanted to talk about the law of unintended consequences. And generally that uh, comes into play, you know, often in business, but, you know, more than likely when government makes any decisions. And earlier in the week, I believe it was, I, or maybe last week, I spoke to you about the situation where in the late 70s we put the environmental laws into effect and uh, we, we reduced the amount of particulate and aerosols in the United States that entered the atmosphere. 
And one of the unintended consequences of, of that was it actually increased uh, surface heating here on the continental United States. And as a result, it altered the uh, airflow across the United States from west to east, and it uh, caused an increase in the amount of hurricanes, in the intensity of hurricanes. And, uh, I mean, when, when they decided to clean up the uh, atmosphere and cut down on uh, pollution, they really didn't think it was going to cause an increase in hurricanes. But after thinking about it, I, I think it could go actually a little bit further. We're, we're hearing in the news about all the excessive heat in the West and the, the cyclical nature of the uh, rainfall in the West seems to have been disrupted. You know, it used to be dry for a couple of years and wet for a couple of years. That seems to be affected. And I don't think it's out of the question to say that uh, changing the weather uh, that resulted in more hurricanes could have also affected uh, the western United States, too. And uh, I was really surprised that neither one of these, or that story about changing the uh, weather didn't make the news as a result of cutting down on the uh, air pollution. And it, to me, uh, it's, it's very serious because our government is constantly deciding what's best for uh, the economy, what's best for society, what's best for education. And a lot of times, the, the people in control, the last thing they're thinking about are what are the unintended consequences. So I just wanted to, to bring that topic up that whenever we pass laws, we should think about the unintended consequences. Well, yes, uh, fiddle, fiddling with the atmosphere. <laughs> It's never going to work out right. Uh, Mike, I, I appreciate you calling. I, I read that, that uh, study, uh, and I think that study was surprising, uh, that the cleaning up of our air uh, over the past uh, 35 or 40 years has now contributed to an increase in, in the hurricanes uh, in, the, uh, in the Atlantic. And, uh, but it makes sense uh, if you, if you re- uh, read that report. Um, this is done by scientists. This is not done by, you know, somebody like me that uh, that uh, just sat down and decided to write something. And uh, it makes sense, and you're right. None of the major media on either side have really picked up on the story, so it's, it's surprising. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit on the show, but not much, and you are absolutely right. It hasn't been given. Uh, maybe it was because it was during a spring primary election week, but it hasn't really gotten widespread traction. Yeah. And, you know, uh, your guess, what's the guest name? I didn't catch that. Uh, John Shipman is our co-host today. Yeah, John, you know, it, it really wasn't surprising to me at all for a couple of reasons. I, I have studied the weather quite a bit in my past. And if you remember, on 9-11, we grounded the air, airplanes across the continental United States. And uh, after the fact, the scientists came out and said, hey, we, didn't, we weren't putting those jets up in the air. We didn't have the aerosols. We didn't have the cirrus clouds that the pollution caused, and temperatures went up. So we, we knew, and, and that may have been what precipitated this uh, study. I don't know. I didn't dig that deep into it. So, so we know that. And then the other thing that I think about that doesn't really get a lot of attention is, that we, you know, we're seeing increasing temperatures in our, our cities, uh, mainly where the recording stations are, and then other places, too. There, there are recording stations out and about. But one thing that I noticed in the Susquehanna Valley from when I was a kid, and I'll be 67 this year, we're, we're not seeing the prevalence of uh, valley fog in the fall like we used to. It starts later, and it ends sooner. And, and I attribute that to the fact that we have, you know, basically shut down, uh, you know, the factories for one reason or another. We're not, you know, billowing smoke into the atmosphere. And all those things contribute to 
uh, fog. So if you don't have in the fog, the, the sunshine that comes in on a fogless day starts heating up the ground and as such heats up the atmosphere, whereas if you do have the fog, the incoming solar radiation has to burn that fog off, which you know takes the latent heat of vaporization, which is a, a pretty large number, to burn that fog off as opposed to heating up the ground. So. Uh, you know, sometimes right. there's a saying when you're when you're looking for dirt, don't be surprised when all you find is dirt. <laughs> and uh, a, a lot of times, I think that all right, the, well, we have to get we have to get the next people, caller going. Doing. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. You take right. care now. Bye. Thank you, uh, Tom. You are next up. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Shipman, have you ever run a business? Oh, jeez. As a matter of fact, I have. I was a businessman all my life. I uh, went into business in the early 1970s, and uh, I actually still uh, am uh, uh, working uh, as a consultant. And uh, I uh, actually operated, uh, uh, owned and operated uh, three different businesses uh, over over my career. I'm convinced there, but how many employees have you ever had? How many what? Employees. Uh, I've had as many as uh, 22. Okay, and when uh, when prices went up and everything was bad, if you were still making a profit, did, did, did you see any need to do anything for your employees? Absolutely. When I made a profit, I okay. shared that profit with my employees. Okay, then where have you found so many millionaires and billionaires who are just so greedy and unconcerned about the rest of the environment and people and their employees? I, I mean, I grew up in humble means with several friends who are now millionaires. They were very humble. Uh, they've had many, many employees. Uh, and, and when the environment is bad out there, inflation, when policies are bad from the government, they are very concerned about their employees, their businesses, uh, their profit margin, obviously, in the end. But, but to characterize, as you do, so many businessmen, you know, millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, as unconcerned and so greedy, to me, it's so disingenuous and wrong. Let me, let me, uh, let me, big board meetings you've been at, but I've been at several. Hold on, And they're always concerned about the price that their people are paying for product because it ends up passing on to them. All right, hold on, hold on, Tom, stand by. (laughs) Let me respond to that. John Kerry has four or five mansions He's driven around in a, in, a, in a chauffeured limousine, and he flies private jet. But he wants me, he wants me, who drive a four-cylinder pickup, he wants me to conserve. That's my point. Uh, the same with Bill Gates. Hold on, Tom. The same with Bill Gates, the same with all, all these billionaires, same with all these multimillionaires in in in, uh, in Hollywood. They fly private jets. They're the ones that are doing the polluting. I'm not. Right, you're conserving wherever you can. And uh, where did you say earlier that glonkzillionaires are putting it to the little people? I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's thinking of something I said that would be a little bit more likely. All right, Tom, we'll let you wrap up. Go right ahead. All I'm saying is don't throw most businessmen who have worked their tails off, many of which were bankrupt number of times, many of which, you know, had mental breakdowns just to get their businesses successful. Uh, there are hypocrites out there. There are, The Hollywood's one of the belt most. There are many... Many of our politicians went in with very few means, and they're coming out multimillionaires. I don't know how, other than they're not servicing our, their, their people and the cause is right. 
All right. I am not. Throw uh, a whole rope around all the millionaires and billionaires. Okay. We must have read a letter that alluded to that. I know John wouldn't say that. He certainly uh, appreciates the uh, real struggle of business people. Having been one, uh, sleepless nights is something uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I had a business that, that didn't go bankrupt. Uh, but I closed it after three and a half years, and I paid every single cent out of my pocket. We were deeply in debt, and we weren't getting any better after three and a half years. And uh, no, none of, not one of my creditors lost a penny. I paid every nickel. Your staff of, got paid if you had staff. Out of my pocket. So I understand where he's coming from, and those are not the business people I'm talking about. I'm talking about the high-flying billionaires and so forth that uh, – that have no contact with working people. Exactly. All right. Uh, stand by, Cindy. We'll be right back. Yeah, I need to get one. I don't have one. I get I get the second ace, and I'm like, oh, my God, everybody out of the... And everybody looks at me like... Yeah, cards right. go down, <laughs> and I get like three quarters out of it. Uh, three twenty-five cent pieces is what I'm saying. Uh, Cindy, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, I Cindy. To address the morality issue that we were discussing before, and some of the callers believe that it's acceptable to impose the tenets of their religion on everyone in the country, and they use the government to do that. Uh, we, we saw historically that it was religious zealots back in the 1920s who got the amendment to the Constitution that uh, prohibited alcohol. Of course, that didn't work. Thirteen years later, the one and only um, time they had to repeal an amendment to the Constitution, they repealed prohibition. So are there examples in our country of people whose morality, whose faith, takes them in a different direction than some of the other people. Well, you know, there's a group of people in our country for whom I have enormous respect who don't believe in using buttons and zippers. Should they use the government to prohibit the rest of us from having buttons and zippers? Uh, no, no, they should not. That's a to- <laughs> that's totally I, I think- inappropriate. No matter how passionate, no matter how heartfelt, no matter how sincere, run the gamut, no matter how much they believe this, they should not use the government to impose that on the rest of us. I brought up last week, that, uh, or two weeks ago, that there's a group, two, actually, faced in this country who don't believe in blood transfusions. Should they use the government to deny the rest of us the access to blood products? I say no. That's inappropriate. They, that it would be an abuse of their uh, faith of and our government to use the government to impose your faith on someone else or its tenants. There was a time Catholics didn't eat meat on Friday. Well, should they have used the government to make it that no meat could be sold in this country or served in restaurants or eaten in your home? And how would they have monitored that anyway? Should they have been able to do that? It's a sincerely held belief. They strongly believed it. Part of their religion, gosh knows, my grandmother never had a piece of meat on Friday all her life. But she had no right to impose that on her neighbor, to the left of her or the right of her. She just had the right to uh, follow that faith herself. I don't understand people who abuse government by using it to impose their sincerely held religious beliefs on other people. I think that's wrong. 
And you, you need to grasp this concept, which just seems to elude people. If you do this to someone else by using government, you open the door to them using that very same government to shove their religious beliefs down your throat. All right. Well, Cindy, I, I, I appreciate your, your point, and I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I'm a, when, when it comes to uh, morality, um, I believe the Bible teaches morality, and I believe the Bible. But <clears throat> I don't believe that, that I should impose my, my personal beliefs. I might try to convince other people that, that my beliefs are correct, but I don't believe that government should be the instrument to do that. And uh, I, I think that we already have problem in government uh, where, uh, where uh, government is imposing uh, uh, beliefs, uh, including atheistic beliefs, uh, on people who are Christian. So uh, I, I think government needs to... to do two or three things. It needs to defend the country, it needs to regulate trade, and it needs to get out of education, and it needs to get out of... You know, we have a Department of Energy that Jimmy Carter created to make us energy independent, and we haven't been, other than a couple of years under Donald Trump, we haven't ever been, been energy independent. Why are we still have this department? During a pandemic, of course. Well, yeah. we have the Department of Education. <laughs> Who do you think has made this $1.7 trillion worth of student loans? It runs through the Department of Education. They're the culprits. They're the fiasco. I called in last week about uh, the millions of Americans who were owed an ex- a, uh, exoneration from the rest of their loan, and only 34 have gotten them. That's how inept that Department of Education is in managing this. Nor have they improved reading or math scores. You know, now it comes out that the reading program that they shoved down school district's throats for 20 years, it's ineffective. Studies show it's totally ineffective. Our, so, our, our students have continually lost ground in their performance compared to most of the rest of the of the uh, Civilized, the, the more educated world. You look at us compared to the Orient. You look at us compared to most of Europe, and our students are losing ground. Why? Because the governments we have too much government in education, and now we've got all this other stuff, this indoctrination that's going on in our school system, which is out of place. Uh, and we need, yeah, we could we could do without the Department of Education too. <clears throat> All right. Well, the other thing I think we well, need we gotta to stop. Is, <laughs> we have to stop oh, here. Go? Yeah, okay. we got two calls. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Hey, you thank too, you so much, Cindy. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Dale, you are next up. You get a few moments. Go right ahead. Basically, we only have two problems. We have mental health, and we have the size of government. And if you can have total acceptance and grab popcorn, you'll be fine. So I say, you know, mental health. You look at our president and around children, okay? So if you don't see something wrong, there could be mental health going on with you. So I say, you know, if we don't address this, address this mental health, you know, look, we can't follow rule number one, thou shall not kill. We can't even follow rule number one, and you're worried about rule number two. I don't think we that is the first place. commandment. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, yeah, we shall not kill. You know, thou shall not kill. First commandment says... they put a says, period at the end of that. They put a period at the end of that. Worshiping God. Is that right? simple rules? Is that simple rules? 
I mean, okay. really, mental health is a crying shame. I cry because I hear it coming out of everybody's mouth. All right, we got Just you, Dale. Just everything and grab, grab popcorn. That's all. That's all you got to do. And it, that only has increased following COVID. So um, the mental health, yeah. all mental health is crisis say, has increased. I gas prices, too. I say yeah. thing about gas prices. All right, we got okay. you, Dale. Other Thank you. I'm not going to do nothing about it because they get free gas. They get subsidized checks. They're not going to do nothing. So make government bigger. That, that's the answer. All right, we got you, Dale. Thank you so much yep. for calling in. First commandment, thou shalt have no God that you worship. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with okay. all thy heart and with all thy soul okay. and with all thy mind. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quote the Bible much, but I, I remember that. Hard to believe. All right, uh, Chris. Oh, you're going to be in before the break. Go right ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Oh, my gosh. You have to love God. He's an egotist, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he is. Anyway, uh, Warren Buffett movie man of the right for no good reason whatsoever has wants rich people to be taxed more has pledged to give 99% of his money away to charity <laughs> and has lived in a house that he bought in 1958 for 31000 and is now worth 250000 and you're dumping on him for being extravagant because he's your right wing boogeyman He's not right wing. He's a he's a, he's a liberal. No, you're right wing. You're the right wing. Oh, the, no, I'm a right winger. The boogeyman of and the right wing. That's why he was on your list with Kerry. Because I think that 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 uh, that the people that have lots of money uh, are trying to uh, take advantage of people that don't have money. Because you've named him specifically, and he's an exception to almost all those. I never, I never about. mentioned. Nah, I never mentioned Warren Buffett. Well, besides, you used a plural millionaires. Who are the rest of them? John Kerry. Yeah, I mentioned John Kerry because but, I think he needs to be mentioned. Yeah, because he inherited his money. No, yeah, he married Heinz's widow. I married into it, I mean. <laughs> he married into it. I, no, most of us weren't that lucky. And, uh, well, you were pretty lucky <laughs> overall. Think about it. Anyway, go ahead, Chris. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, what was, uh, what, we talked about morality, uh, gas prices. Get the government out of education, and all those countries you named that we're behind. Guess who runs their education much more completely than America's does? Their government. Well, our government isn't helping our education system, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, where would it be without it? Let me tell you that All over private schools are better at educating their kids at half the cost. Because they don't have to. They can choose. They can choose what? The kids. Oh, I got they you. They don't okay. have to accept everybody. Well, you will find that that most most private schools. And why is it the government? All those countries are behind. Almost all of them have totally run government education. <clears throat> Listen, government education is run by the teachers' union. Let's not be. Let's not be. Uh, let's be oh, very clear about that. Man of the right, <laughs> the <clears throat> teachers' union. Well, it, 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 never miss a chance to dump on the teachers' union. You you, you look you at what never miss a chance to get, dump on any union. <clears throat> you're thinking in you're thinking in uh, memes almost. I'm thinking John. in facts. No, you're not. Is the government <laughs> run or is union run now? Now you're changing your mind. The, well, they're government schools run by the union. 
and the governments around the world run educate their education much more than we do. In the United by States, the federal government, ours is by the states and uh, and even the counties. In the United States, in the United States, private schools, including private Christian schools, do a much better job of educating the students at a much lower cost. That's a fact. Because they don't have to follow federal rules of employment, huh? Bingo. No, I didn't. That's not true. They follow rules. <laughs> well, they have to have some rules. It's not a lawless employment field. They are still employers. All right, Chris, but, wrap but up. Your, your argument doesn't hold water because why do other governments do it successfully? Because our government, our government has a problem. <laughs> our government's and messed up. it's not up. the government. It's the people running it, then. Well, well, no argument there. It's the people running the government. Yeah, it's well, not the, the building. <laughs> it's not the Department of Education building. It's the inhabitants. <laughs> All right, but to be continued. You're running on reflex, and you did mention Warren Buffett. I'd almost swear to it. You said two people. Oh, okay. Well, you don't remember who said it? I don't, but that's all right. We we, we have a recording for a reason. Uh, we got two of them going in here. So, <laughs> well, all, right. all right. Thank you so much, Chris. A really, hey, really. By the way, are you guys, uh, John? Are you voting for Mastriano? No. Even I didn't the, vote. I, I didn't, didn't vote for him. Even in the fall. Wanted to check see if you were willing to go I, on record yet. <laughs> I I did not vote for him in the primary. I have to think about the fall. Yeah, that's another. Oh, well, that's yeah. what I meant. That's what I said. Are you going to? Oh, okay. Both. You're undecided then. Undecided. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, how offensive is Josh Shapiro? Is is a question millions of Pennsylvanians are going to ask in the next couple of months. How bad is it? We have to take the break, so don't answer that yet. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Lots of folks said he's worse than Governor Wolf. Well, if it weren't for the pandemic, Governor Wolf would have been totally milk post- toast. He would have never known he was even there, except unless you're following him closely. But uh, we need convention of states. We do. we got to bring our experts back next time you come back. I don't know if Ben's in next week or not. I'll find out. But uh, Jennifer Wakeman's coming in next Friday from Drive to talk about this push-me-pull-you attraction versus availability and everything. She's doing a great job. She She is doing a great job. Yeah, hard to believe. She used to be news director here. She was underperforming, meaning we were under. She had a ton of brain power that we didn't tap because we just uh, didn't have that much of a challenge for her. All right, to be continued, we will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
everybody's working on the weekend. That's not my Friday song, but uh, I appreciate it. Lover Boy's coming to Spyglass Ridge Winery, so this is in anticipation, sir. Yeah, that's tomorrow night, uh, Spyglass Ridge Winery for Lover Boy. I'm sure working for the weekend will be on the list. However, 38 Special is not going to be part of the uh, lineup. They had to uh, pull out. They have COVID somewhere in the tour. Those two bands not necessarily touring together, so that's why Loverboy can be there, but 38 Special can't. Steve Algeri, the former lead singer after Steve Perry of Journey, who was the lead singer of Journey when they were at the Bloomsburg Fair several years ago, uh, where I was lucky enough to see him, he will be performing with his band. He'll be doing some of his stuff and Journey's. Uh, as part of the uh, setup with Loverboy there to replace 38 Special. Well, that sounds like a very appealing show. <laughs> Are you going to that one? I know you go to some of those shows. Yeah, I, I actually liked Steve Algeria's lead singer of Journey, so I don't know if I'll, I, I might be able to schedule that one in the weekend. Yeah, Spyglass Ridge Winery is uh, certainly the go-to place around here these days. One of our good listeners uh, sends us a note saying, Josh Shapiro is extremely offensive to people's freedom. Uh, Chris, as a forced union member, I can say without a doubt that unions are terrible. Another person says, did anyone call in about the shooting yesterday in Sunbury? Why not? Don't people care? Thanks, says Bob. And that's about that. And that's it for the text. Another person says, BP Oil Company made $12.8 billion in 2012. Their profits up better than expected so far this year. To me, it's a moral issue. It appears they are squeezing every penny out of our society during difficult times. Your reaction? You smile. <laughs> what, what else? Well, uh, I haven't looked at the, at the, at the uh, reports. Uh, when gas prices are up, they, they, they make more money uh, because they usually make a percentage of profit. All right. John Shipman, thank you so much for coming in, sir. Always a pleasure, my friend. Oh, I really love it. We're having a blast. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.